Hello, I'm Kip, and you're listening to Common Riders with me, a podcast about tokusatsu. Toku is a genre of practical effects TV and film. Every week we have a new episode, but there are two separate shows that alternate week to week. One is the OG podcast, which you're about to listen to, where we talk about things at a pace similar to how they might have aired or as they're airing live. And the other is the book club podcast, where we talk about things in a much more condensed format to try and just have a thoughtful conversation about them over a couple of episodes. Currently on the episode you're about to listen to, this OG podcast, we are talking about the currently airing Comrade Gates, two episodes a week. We're also finishing up two shows that bled over from the previous year, which are Chosen Inside Jetman and Comrade Build, one episode each. So four episodes total, the current stuff in the first half and the uh, last of the uh, last year stuff in the back half. Hen-tion. Everybody, it's going to come and ride with me. I'm your host, Kip, and with me is Kip Six and Bye. What is good, Kip? Uh, you know, uh, it's just that kind of time, just being mad at film Twitter and like wondering about stuff. And did you tune into the war show last night? I saw tweets about it. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to watch it personally. What about you? Nah, I'm kind of like off watching it live. I prefer to watch the clips of people winning the award, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'm just glad everything all at once got all the love. Yeah, that's good. Um, I like simultaneously like, oh, these are dumb awards that don't mean anything. But also, like, I still get like mad at stuff. Like, it's like, why are there 10 nominees for like best picture? Like, you only need like four or five. <laughs> but no, because um, every year there's like one or two movies that like really are in the race by themselves. But this year, like, I felt like, OK, as long as like Top Gun or Avatar wasn't winning, I was like, yeah, this is the top 10 list. But it's a weird pick, you know? Like, if you look at, like, last year, like, there were some gems there, but, like, it was kind of a, not necessarily, like, a big year for movies, and it's just crazy that everything, everywhere, all at once came out so early. I forgot that came out last year, so it's like, I think that came out, like, in January, and it literally carried the whole year. Like, that's nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that was, like, the first movie I saw, and I'm like, damn, it's, it's held up the whole time, so good for them. Very early last year, like we had like a conversation about like how film studios were like, oh, people want more multiverses now. Like, no, you missed it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like everything all were everything everywhere all at once came out, and then Doctor Strange was like February or March, I believe. Yeah, and then it it the way that they did the movie was so much better than the uh, multiverse of madness. I'm like, oh my god, like maybe they should have pushed the release day up to like Christmas because <laughs> yeah. Once you see like a multi-dimensional movie done like that, it's kind of hard to compete. And like it's a lot of movies that aren't it have done a multiverse movie and they've just kind of like made stuff happen versus like having a cool idea with it, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, it's hard to like think of best picture, though, because sometimes the best picture isn't the most popular. Like um, a lot of best pictures, honestly, are not movies like you want to watch all the time. Like, you're not like, man, like, like I want to, like, get some friends over and watch Moonlight, you know? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it was one movie that came out. What was it with the freaking sea creature in a tank? What else, What was that called? The Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Like I tried to watch that and I didn't. I couldn't finish it. I don't, it was just like a weird vibe. Oh really? Maybe oh, that's I sh- a great movie. Oh, okay, maybe I get another chance. It just it wasn't what I was expecting. No, yeah. Um, that won the same year that Get Out was up, and I was like, really like there were a lot. It was basically the only movie where I was like, okay, it's all right that you beat Get Out, but like there's a lot of things. Like, <laughs> Sorry, this is not good enough to beat Get Out. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, you're Del Toro. You're about like Hollywood. I get it. You know. Yeah, that'd have been crazy if Get Out won movie of the year. That'd have been nuts. And like, Nope wasn't even like near the awards that much. I thought it was great, honestly. Yeah, I, I like Nope. All of the pill films. That though. Um, any other uh, fun media? Nah, I just been playing catch up with everything, man. Just I'm behind on everything, but um, I think I updated you on a few movies I saw last pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, since then, I saw Creed three. Um. It was cool. Um, I saw a lot of people calling it like a <clears throat> an homage to like anime because like mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan has been like pretty vocal about how much he liked anime and it's very apparent in his film. Like a lot of the fight scenes are kind of anime-esque. The storyline is very anime-like too. So it was, pre- it was pretty cool. I liked it. Creed 3. Last time we talked about like how good at acting um, Jonathan like Majors is and then like, oh my God. This so clip good. went around of him being like, yeah, Michael B. Jordan showed me his anime cartoons. Like, oh, yeah, that's what you say when you're incredible at acting. Just anime cartoons. Yeah, <laughs> that's like some thespian shit. Yeah, he was also great in this film, too. I'm like, yo, Jonathan Majors oh, sure. is going crazy right now. And uh, I also forgot that this is Michael B. Jordan's first uh, directorial debut. So he, yeah. I think he did a good job. No, and like I think um, just um right now it does feel like there are like a ton of actors that are just like getting like wild deals and stuff like we like talk like before the pod about um how the last of us got like a third season and it just finished its first season like and we think it's like mostly because of like how hot like pedro like pascal is so it's just like okay there's just like people getting that bank right now getting like 10 years out of like how popular they are right now you know mm-hmm because I think like Jonathan Majors um, has like a twelve film deal or something with like Marvel. Oh yeah, because of the whole multiverse and Kang stuff. So that's good for them. They got on him early. Because if he if he yeah. would like if he would have been like just now did like Creed three and stuff like that, the prices would have been way more expensive. So doesn't even smart. They got their bundle price again. Like <laughs> yeah, let's pay double twenty twenty one. Instead of triple in twenty twenty three, you know. Yeah, he would have definitely ran the prices up with that one. They'd have been like, "Uh, we 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 got you for like six films. We can make it work." Yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. There's a not much new here, but I saw um, Scream Five and then Scream Six in the past week and a half, and yeah, it's interesting. Like they like are restarting the franchise there, and like Scream Seven has been approved already, apparently, and interesting. Was it one of those like you you already know who who it is at the beginning or it kind of caught you off guard? Uh, we'll have to talk what it like when you've seen it. But there was definitely moments where I was like, okay, this character just said in like not so many words, "Here's my motivation." Would I reveal it later? <laughs> I was like, yep, <laughs> true. Okay, it was good though. Um, they like their new cast, but I don't know how long they're gonna keep like um, Jenny Ortega for example, or like oh, I'm not sure. That's another star. Yeah, that's somebody who's going to be racking up, like, money, money in, like, a minute. Mm-hmm. But maybe they have it for, like, one one more movie, maybe two, before it's, like, this is 
like priced out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's gonna be a superstar. Yeah. Uh, but that's a solid movie though. Uh, but yeah. Um we do, however, have a whole lot of stuff this time. Another f- four episodes, another three shows. Uh so let's get started. So first is uh the the uh next two episodes of Kamara Gates, episode twenty-four, Divergence Special. Emergency special, all about the Desire Grand Prix. And then 25, Lamentation 1, Jamato Grand Prix, Heart Emoji. So yeah, t- to start out, um, this first episode 24 is framed as a special episode to the audience of Tizaya Grand Prix, and it like has clip shows, but there's characters talking about stuff like substantively. What do you think about like this format here? Uh, this seemed like a filler-ish episode, kind of like catching mm-hmm. us up, you know, like all the craziness that's going on and kind of like... Uh, you know, breaking stuff down and explaining it more. So I appreciate that, but kind of felt like a filler. I mean, some things were getting done in an episode as well, so it's, I can't say it's a complete mm-hmm. skip. But uh, yeah, that's what I thought about it. What'd you think? Yeah, we got like a lot of explanation for our like big kind of like reveal last episode where there's like, oh, like they've done shows in like the past for you, the future for you. They've had like world leaders have used their wishes and that's how they became like powerful. Like some people have like wish for children this kind of stuff mm-hmm. um we see dion in her special sponsor room where she has like a piece of paper and yeah um we see um high school ace like stand up to the jamato before he gets his powers too and then like become like a writer the first time which is pretty cool yeah what's, what's the kids saying nowadays he's been him <laughs> that's yeah him. i know <laughs> that's him yeah <laughs> and like uh I do love, though, how, like, all these sponsors, like, just kind of, like, subtly just tell these people, though, hey, I'm a stalker. <laughs> I've been stalking you before you oh, even knew yeah. we were a rider. All mm-hmm. of them, like, Kawa finds out, Neon finds out with, like, her weird, like, Voldemort letters and stuff. Just And um, it felt weird with Ace because he was, like, a 15-year-old and, like, this guy was like, yeah, like, I saw you and you were so perfect. It's like, okay, <laughs> get away. School zone, school zone. But no. Um then we find out that it's time for the Jamato Grand Prix though, which is a goal to make the uh new god of Jamato who can take the driver from the producer and make their ideal world. And what do you think about like this change to the format of the show? Uh added a different dynamic to it. Um I do like how we keep discussing that the Jamato are actually like a threat now. And mm-hmm. Now it's even become more of a threat. They're like living, breathing clones now. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes moving forward. I'm pretty sure we'll have some different dynamics about is this a real person or, you know what I mean? Like the whole like kind of like mm. human gear type thing. So yeah. I can see it definitely taking that route. So I appreciate them adding that in there and they're fighting for a reason too. So yeah, I'm all for it. There's something that happens in 25 that makes me curious, but um, we'll hit there in a second because like um 24 ends with like a fight scene where like all the sponsors show up and i guess the sponsor f- for kwa has a body now and then they all become like <laughs> huge like cg monsters and stuff and they like fight um but here it's just like okay we're in this like new zone like going into like 25 and it's just like new op there's like this whole um we see Jamato like being given roles in the like new game and, and like also like every writer for both sides is like quick to say, Hey, why are you promising me things that you don't have the ability to? You can't 
you can't grant wishes, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a fun change there. But um, two really cool things happen in like 25. One is that we see that Buffa's hanging out. He sees his friend Tori. He's like, oh, I'll talk to my mind again and like my like <laughs> dead friend. <laughs> and then he's a Jamato that's copied his mind and memories. Yeah, I thought it was like a memory for a second. Then he's like, it was like, nah, he's like really here. So that was cool. And like each scene where he shows up, like as Toru, um, he's filmed through like a mirrored ball. So they're upside down in the ball's surface, which is really cool. It's like shot there. Mm-hmm. But so that got to me because there's this um point where um Gene talks to Ace after the first fight. Um Gene says, like, wow, there's such trauma in the past. And Ace says, Why? Is it different in the future? And then what Gene says is, yeah, we can design our lives, our personality, our appearance, our family, significant others, and even our, our occupation. It's like building a blueprint, putting it together. Our desires are pretty much granted from the moment we were born. Our lifespans are also predetermined, so there's no grieving. And it's just like, okay, are they in the Matrix? Are they actually <laughs> in the future? What's going on? Yeah, that sounded nuts. I'm like, okay, so technically you already know everything, right? Is that what he's saying? That's what it sounds like. They're so far in the future that they can't be affected by the past and whatever they've always wanted is theirs. Yeah, that's literally the matrix. And also there was part of me that was like, okay, are people in the future just sufficiently advanced Yamato and they don't even know it? Oh, that's crazy. Wow. Cause we s- see the Yamato can change their appearance. Mm-hmm. They can do any job. They can have any, sp- what they're evolving to is exactly what he's talking about. You know? That would be crazy. Right? And I'm wondering, is it just, oh, like, we evolved into, like, this new species of the future, and we don't care about, like, what happens in the past, but all their powers seem like they're the powers from Jamato. <laughs> I don't know. Um, That's a good catch right there. It might just be, like, a theme repeating, but also, like, huh. But, yeah, um, another major moment here is that... Um, <laughs> We see the producer meet with Neon's dad. <laughs> hey, the public's aware of Jamato. Like 10% of people know about it now. We should remake the world soon. And then um, <laughs> what the producer says is, oh, I might have to force a factor reset. And then her dad says, wait, you'd leave this era, but my daughter hasn't gotten her wish. And then Naramu says the coldest shit I think I've heard in one of these shows in a while if ever it's like if you love your daughter so much why not grant it yourself by actually showing her (laughs) (laughs) that's cold that's like you get like shot in your bed savage effler's execution yeah we learn here that neon was wished for from the goddess it's like oh like you wish for her you can't even love her and it's just like wow (laughs) I don't know what's going on, but if this producer gets got by like Neon's dad, that's why. <laughs> the episode is like um ended though by this um, um by this fight scene where Buffa goes after Ace and like um he gets the like sword power up, but he just throws it at Ace, punches him, and then like sees that like it's like not powered up, so he just slices himself across the chest of the sword. <laughs> 
that's that guy. And like, um, has that fight like happening? Like, too, there's this great scene where like Gene's like, ah, uh, uh, like you two are having your faded battle with your best friends right next to you. And then like, we see Ace go, you're not my best friend. <laughs> and man, um, I think I've seen a lot of people love Gene because he's just a fanboy, basically. Hmm. <laughs> what come you already like Reddit or on Twitter? On Twitter mostly, because like a lot of people are like, oh, like shipping him an ace and be like, oh, like he's such a fanboy, he's so into him. <laughs> this is so gay. Just man, he loves this guy. <laughs> and yeah, it's true. He he is a, in romantic love with Ace, and it's very funny because Ace is kind of like just like humoring him. It feels like, mm-hmm. but the episode ends with with Ace being bounced around by Buffa as he screams, like I will surpass you, and like about to kill him. And yeah, um. A lot of weird lore stuff in these episodes. And like, I just, I'm wondering if the show is going to like have that second reveal or if we're going to see like a major shift. Like, I would love if like we get like a heaven burning down, like, and like just like what happens if like the future gets destroyed or turned on its head. Like, what do you think? Like, what's next for the show? Like, is it like what's it pointing to? Jamad will take over is imminent. Mm. I um did not watch much of the like later seasons of like Supernatural, mm-hmm. but one scene that I did see was there was apparently like a season that ended with like heaven being closed or destroyed or something, and like all the angels like wings burned and they fell to earth kind of thing. And like I think that could happen with the future. Like oh no, they're all like killed. They're going like just lost in time. I don't know for sure. Still kind of early to like see how this show ends. It's gonna be exciting. We still need to know what's up with Ace's parentage too. Didn't he mention something about his mom? Yeah, he did. What, do you remember what he said? Uh something about they mentioned how his mom was a navigator recently, but also like something about why Ace's true nature. I think the producer said would like shake the foundation of the whole world. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I don't know. Um. I think this show is like repeating like it's like time travel to like repeat the whole like Grand Prix like arc, but it's like fun. Like I'm like wondering what are they doing? What are they like cooking? You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, Um, let's switch over to uh Comrade build episode 47. Um, <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Zero degree. <laughs> I just feel bad at this point, you know, just You're like Comrade build. And the crazy part is, like, there's things that happen in this episode, you're just like, eh, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> know that SpongeBob V, like, oh, like, we don't have to keep, like, teaching this lesson, old man. Yeah. That's how I feel sometimes. Just like, I don't want to say a bad thing about Build, but I don't have anything good to say. Mm-hmm. But maybe we do. Um, what's your take on Build 47, like, before we get into it? <laughs> uh, I mean, some things happen in... I mean, Usamisu's was a cyborg, apparently, the whole time. I wrote that in last minute, I feel like. Okay, yeah. And then I felt like they needed something to happen, so they killed off Grease. That's what it just felt like. So, episode 46 was all about building up to the sacrifice that Grease was going to make. To be like, okay, here's my sacrifice. And then they randomly, like, a third of the episode have another character show up that we've hardly seen. I'm also having a sacrifice this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that not what happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, uh, so like, 
Hutsemi like shows up, double crosses Evolt, then he reveals that he can like do like a KO can like gear two like Luffy, and then he dies because <laughs> he does it too much. Overload it. And then it's revealed he's a cyborg and he dies again. That was so random. I'm like, wait, it just happened? It's like, you killed him, remember? <laughs> 30 episodes ago? Yeah. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Like, throw this in here real quick. And what confused me was Evolt, was, uh, Evolt didn't know or was confused or forgot he was a cyborg. <laughs> then who made him a cyborg? What was it for Game of Thrones? They're like complaining about the dragons. Like she, she kind of forgot that she had dragons or some shit like that. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just wait. Who made you a cyborg? <laughs> yeah. Like nobody knew. That was crazy. And like especially because there's this big plot reveal that he calls Sawa. It's like remember we're tight and also want to bring that box and all the stuff that we spent years fighting over because they could change the world and will like end like the whole universe want to just bring it here because i said so <laughs> you know just and like part of the problem too is that like before he does the same arc has greece we see hiromu also do where he's like oh like i have to fight these mimics of these guys and i just don't get why is this supposed to be important because like Greece doesn't accomplish anything. He fights three mimics. It's not like he's like destroying part of a vault. He's fine afterwards. Like he gets his pieces back. He just kills three guys to let his team go on. But his team seems like they can't fight a vault without him. So why not just like team up each floor or whatever? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if he, like you said, if he went out like fighting a vault, that would have probably been way better than which yeah. like how he went out and. That was just crazy. He like just died like that. It just it didn't really feel like depressing or sad or anything. Like it was crazy. And like they reveal that he was purifying a bottle, but th- this is ha- how many bottles have been purified or changed or powered up that I didn't really <laughs> like it didn't seem like a big deal. Yeah. It was something like, oh, like there's four monsters and each of them are what makes a vault like a mortal and we'd only kill them after they're dead. And he like died fighting like one or two of those. That's fun. But he just kind of dies. Um, and there's this incredible like to me, just as somebody who's like, I've done some filmmaking, like I know like continuity is like important. Like you want to make sure that if somebody gets some ketchup on their shirt in like one scene in the next scene, they have a ketchup stain, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a scene where, um, th- like, Sento and Banjo are, like, walking up some stairs. And then five minutes later, there's a scene where they're transformed in their final forms walking up some stairs. <laughs> <laughs> there's a scene five minutes later where they're untransformed, just hanging out. Like, oh, like, wasn't the big thing that the most pressing thing in the world is getting to evolve quickly. They're just like sitting down untransformed. I was like, when did they transform and why? <laughs> why'd they leave it? Why'd they join it? But that's just me. I don't know. I was just like, how oh, this is no, a that's, weird. That was a good catch. That's that filmmaker. In you. Just like, I get that they're fighting their way, but why are they leaving their forms? Why aren't they on their motorcycle that they can like pull out from their phone? Why aren't they doing a lot of stuff? All valid questions. And like, it's not like a movie cinema says, just like, okay, I'm kind of like at a loss for certain things. Um, and 
let's be diplomatic. What are the positives that we have in this episode? Positives was, I guess we got, I guess it was cool, but it wasn't sad. Just watching uh, Grease and Meatan. Yeah. That was a cool scene, I guess. And then Sento at the end being a little bit emotional. That was cool. It was kind of like, oh shit, like my friends are dying now. So I guess those were the positives. Yeah. Um, what about for you? Do you have one? <laughs> I think that it, I, there's just some of the stuff like, oh, and I did it for Nanba this whole time because I was cyborg. Uh-huh. That really. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then uh, what's her name shows up? Uh, Sawa. Yeah, Sawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reporter. Yeah. No, Um. I guess the designs they use for some of these like one-off suits, like when they showed off the like white and blue fire coming off of like, like the like frozen four where it's like flame, but it's cold when they show Utsemi going KO Ken and be like phase two, phase three, and he goes like phase four and dies. Cause he's never seen an anime. Um, <laughs> and just, I wish that the scene at the end where they're all like, just like on the roof and they're screaming there's like so much blood on Sawa's hands and the, and there's no sound as they scream and cry I wish that hit so bad and then a vault shows up and says yo <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no um, one last thing that confused me but like is like a valid confusion I think is that um, there's this point where Hiromu's talking to Kutsemi and is like ah oh, you're mad just like your name and I was like wait what oh cause his common writer name is common writer Mad Rogue, which I'm sure we oh, all remember, right? Oh no, I did not catch this. <laughs> that went over my head. I don't know if it's been said in the show in the past eight episodes, if I'm being honest. Yeah, they just want us to remember stuff from like this name drop with so much craziness going on. Remember that like a couple episodes ago, they were like, oh, remember that guy that worked on the fishing boat? He's like knew your dad was alive. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Uh, they trust us a little bit too much <laughs> like I, I'm all up for trusting the audience but come on yeah no um, this show I think incredible job by the people making the suits by the people mm-hmm. that are like choreographing like the like fights and, and like doing the pra- like a lot of the practical effect is great it has great songs when they come in there's like a bunch of like really hard like riffs that come in and you know, uh, two more episodes to make another dimension and reset the world. If you forgot about that plot, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the writers definitely fumbled. Everybody else did their thing. But um, on to uh, the other side of the sandwich is a uh, Chojin Sentai Jetman episode forty-seven: The Glory of Emperor Tranza. And I would say that my feelings are the opposite about this. What would you say, Senpai? <laughs> Totally. Oh my god. How do they keep doing it, bro? <laughs> Every episode is like a banger. This is crazy. Yeah, and like they just because like even their like super like Monster of the Week episodes still feel like they're important and like stuff's happening, they can kind of just make a random episode be a major plot episode like this. Mm-hmm. But like it starts and like Maria's like on the piano and it's like half showing her and there's like trans on this throne, this big stupid gun. <laughs> that gun was crazy. Yeah. And then we go to this like all white tombstone cemetery and we just see like Ryu there like, ah, oh, like Rie, 
I'm going to save you and then this grave won't be real. And (laughs) he sees this guy at this like gigantic tube. So he's like, that's my name. And he's like, ha 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 ha. Hope you like roses, Red Hawk. Oh my God. That scene was so good. Transa had a crazy episode. I could see why they waited till next year to uh, have that show be Power Rangers. Because imagine if they tried to like get all the crucifixes and like smoking out of <laughs> Jet Man. Yeah. And like they fight in this like cool dimension world and like break so many tombstones and like crosses. Um, Ryu gets crucified and then like beat up. And then there's like transit on the swing set being like, ha 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 ha. Seems like your friends are here. Fights them all. Has a taxidermy gun. <laughs> transit, this is at this moment in time, I'm like, yo, transit might be over Gray. Gray's just been on the bench way too long. I haven't seen him take any jumpers. Transit just going crazy, dropping 30 every episode. It's kind of like um in the Jackass movies. If you notice, there's a point where Steve O has the reputation as the guy who does like crazy stunts. So he does like one stunt a movie. And he's out for the rest of it. I was like, that's what Gray gives. He's kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm the crazy guy, right? <laughs> Let anybody else do the, the hard work. He's got that respect. Because also, if you just show up and like have some Merlot and Black and Milds and a sniper and like, yeah, <laughs> you can that's, coast on that for a while. Yeah, you, you, you get a pass for sure. Um, and then we like get this whole thing where like trans is chasing. <laughs> them and like in most shows when like people are like being chased because in america we have a problem with shootings um it's not going to be in public it's be like in the woods or like in a warehouse you know mm-hmm. but but he's just like in a mall following like just following akko and like she gets like to the roof and she jumps over he gets her he gets like um he gets Cowrie in like an elevator like going through like a business zone he dirt bike fights with like guy and gets him he was so good this episode that chase scene with Cowie and uh transa that was kind of scary yeah right like, it had like terminator vibes i'm like yo this dude's like a out for out for the out for blood and like i just like how like the best thing about a piece of media is when it's like, okay, kids might watch this. Let's give them some trauma. Let's like give them some to remember <laughs> by. Let's make them think this guy in a leather jacket is going to turn them into like stone at the mall. Great. But yeah. Um, Ryu, though, was saved by the human form of um, Rad, B Rad. Um, and he like gets like helped back to the fight and they put their power in his sword and then like he transforms into rad and, like, ha, 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 ha. and like <laughs> just man i had it like he looks different from his last time he was a human right or did he look the same to you i think he got a haircut where like he kind of looks more like a like 90s kid now yeah because he kind of tricked me i'm like is this rad i'm like nah it's not rad rad doesn't look like this and then like when he finessed everybody i'm like yo Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is why we love Rat. And I just love how he's like halfway through the fight, just joins in like full on Rad, just attacking everyone. <laughs> and the other jet man come back. And just, uh... <laughs> what do you think about at the end where he has like transit all beat up and just like, oh, I loved it. He's like, what's my name? <laughs> <laughs> they like made him say Lord Rad. I'm like, oh man, this guy is so good. And then he puts him in a fucking 
mental institution. Like, yo, yeah. is that the last time we see Transa? Like, it might be. <laughs> Raz, the, like, back in, like, the, the throne seat? Like, that's crazy. And he just, like, stabs him in the hand and stuff. Oh, He's just, that's like, crazy. Yeah. Then, like, Raz, or Transa was, like, drooling. Like, they was like, he'd never be the same. I'm like, damn. <laughs> He's nine years old and it's over. <laughs> but, oh, uh, just... Just they know how to make these like climactic battles happen. And like, I think it's because like the show's not stuck like introducing new plot points all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I forgot. Um, on the other show, uh, with uh, me, Steph, and David, um, the show we just started watching, um, Shogeki Goraigon is like a late night horny comedy show, kind of, but it's like also like a serious like Buddhist drama. It's weird. Uh, but <laughs> it's a horny Buddhist 2013 show, and like in the like first episode, there's a scene where like this villain like escapes from this casket, and then like walks on this beach and like stops this limo, and then this guy comes out, and it, and like my first thought was like, wait, is that? And it was fucking guy from Jetman. No, it was just this, like <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And like he tells this guy. Well, I, huh, like you're like an alien god, huh? <laughs> well, if you want to kill me, you can't. And then he gets killed and his face gets stolen. And this alien god just takes over his life. And just like the next couple episodes just keeps like getting his dick sucked. It's like, man, people like money. That's strange. I'm an alien. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> How'd you find that one? Um, It's from the same writer. Um. Soshiki Inoue as the last couple shows we've watched so this is like a 2013 like adult drama and like we weren't sure what that meant but like for example like the first scene where like he goes back to his office like just like oh that's like guy from Jetman like it's like been 20 years but he's still alright and like his secretary just starts stripping and be like ah you're back sir (laughs) okay (laughs) real like your highness the royal penis is clean like energy (laughs) No, uh, that's Jetman though. And you know what? Um, I don't technically know what's gonna happen in the last couple episodes of like Jetman, but that's kind of nice to know that like they're not gonna change the formula. It's not like they have to get a special gun or they have to make a new dimension. Mm-hmm. That is us though, and uh, overall a pretty good, yeah, like a pretty good like batch. Um, some of the best build we've had for a minute, just because stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, great Jetman. But uh, next time in two weeks, there will be um, episodes 26, 27 of Geats, episodes 48 of both Jetman and Bill. We are almost done with Build. Only two more episodes. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, two more after that will be just uh, some lighter shows just of Geats and Jetman. But um, yeah. And of course, next week is the book club, which will be uh, me, Steph, and David doing episodes five through seven. Of a Shogeki Goraigon, which is an adults comedy horny Buddhist show. I don't know why that is, uh, <laughs> but it's fun. Uh, but for now, though, Senpai, um, who are your top three favorite characters this time? Ooh, number three spot. It's going to be a tough one. I already know who my one and two is. That's fair. <laughs> for sure. No doubt. Uh, three spots. Damn. Hmm. I kind of want to give it to 
Yeah, I would say I would probably give it to um, Buffa. Yeah, no. He's just like a lot of... He's doing some very subtle acting for somebody who's probably in one of his first one or two acting roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Out of all the like like side subplots that are going on in Geese right now, I feel like his is probably the most grounded. Like, it's pretty much like he was part of the, you know, the DGP. Now he's like basically half Jamato. And I could pretty pretty much see him like trying to go back to like not being a Jamato. Like I'm interested in that plot for sure. Um and it's hard because, like, a lot of times, like, a person, like, changes their allegiances, like, in a show. It's kind of hard to know, okay, are they different? Did they change? He, like, it's very clear what he's all about the whole time. Yeah, and I don't know, like, if he would ever not want to just get rid of the writers. I don't know what would happen for him to, like, change his mind. Like, I want to get rid of the writers. So, I can see that happen as well. Something changes his mind. But, uh, mm-hmm. I like Buff for this episode. Um, oh yeah, number two. Even though he probably should be one, rad. <laughs> and then, man, I just love transit. This this little episode right <laughs> here, like from the beginning to end, he was solid. Just this is why we have genre TV. It's so we can have like just people go out, give an incredible performance, make some like really like dumb stuff. He has a gun that turns people into <laughs> plaques, and it was like menacing. You know, it's like way like four times bigger than his body. He's like looking super cool holding it like and it turns people into like a taxidermy. Like it's just like who writes that? Like amazing. Mm. It just sucks that I think he's gone the rest of the season. So yeah, probably great, great, great episode to go out on, though. Yeah. Um, it's hard. Oh, so a real honorable mention to Mizora because holy crap was her actor doing the most acting and the most to try and sell things like her body was physically red and shaking and covered in like 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 major like striations from like flexing and like agony at like seeing people die it didn't really connect but it was like a great effort mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but no it's hard to like not take your list but like, yeah because man buffa just he's he's been so consistent with without being stagnant like a lot of just like discontent but also like all these writers are being used and like geats and they're all kind of like these weird like they've been groomed in certain ways it's like okay like he's like dealing with that but he's not and this whole thing with his friend who is my friend really back is he not he's like you see him like feeling things like even as he's not saying what he's feeling mm-hmm. man rad just great um i did not think at the start of the show he'd like he'd pull it out like he does but he's (laughs) might be top three for that whole show though just to be like for sure for sure his glow up just in like episode like 20 or something um and transa just yeah this episode really made me think wow you are a like kid (laughs) in some ways (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. but no um and of the uh, Togu moments that we had, though, what was your favorite step by? Favorite would probably be the last scene uh, in Jetman. Uh, Ryu versus Rad versus uh, Tranza. How about you? No, that was a great fight scene right there. It's all that stuff. Good old three-way match. When's the last time you've seen one of those? 
yeah, there's swords, there's no flying, there's no lasers, just going at it. Mm-hmm. No, uh, that's pretty good. Um, I'd agree there, but just an honorable mention to uh, the uh, dirt bike fight scene with like <laughs> Transit and like Guy. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. And best outfit, Senpai. Best outfit, Transa at the gravesite. Oh. <laughs> White suit. Yeah. More fiction needs people showing up at graveyards being like, and I'll send you to your grave and just attack it someone. <laughs> um, I'm going to say the new Jamato Grand Prix outfit for Buffa, where he's got like a white, like leather undershirt and like a black leather jacket. I'm like, mm-hmm. he looks like good. It's a good look. But no, I'm excited for next time. And Senpai. When uh, you're not talking about Tokusatsu, where people find you? You can find me on Twitter and TikTok under Copacetic Senpai. You can find me on, I almost just like repeated you, like on Twitter or TikTok. I don't know what's wrong with me right now. You could find me on Twitter as James Forge, on co-host as James D. There is at Common Ride with me on Twitter and at Common Ride on co-host. There's CommonRide.com for episodes and articles. There is a slash merch for links up to our merch where um all the proceeds go to charities like Trans Lifeline and the Trevor Project. There is a slash episodes for links at different platforms. Um and there is podcast at CommonRide.com for questions, especially as we come to the end of shows like Jetman and Build. There's a lot of broader questions that like can be asked that like maybe we like wouldn't want to hear while we're still like watching like what's like the show's legacy what do you feel about how things end i know there's at least one major spoiler that in one of these shows that people have wanted to ask us about for a long time so yeah um and senpai with that what we learned today senpai like what can you teach me in, in your wise ways be careful you never know who's watching you to be recruited for the dgp Mm. I'll say this if if you ever see your own name on a grave keep walking